man, when we were singing that song, I just, I just thought about that. Everything that you need, it's in you. So why would we look somewhere else for anything? So the key to it is, the key to it, and that's what we're talking about tonight, series has been the spirit of truth, and tonight we're talking about the importance of hearing. You have to hear from God. Everything you need in life is, everything you need is inside of you, but you've got to hear from Him. He's in us, He's on us, He's around us. He's there, everything is available, but we have to be able to hear. So we're going to look at that tonight, amen? We have to be able to hear. So uh, I, I want to, you know, I, I feel like that, you know, there's times when God will speak some things to me and he, he'll, he'll start challenging me about how you know, why things are a certain way. And I was, I was on purpose reading a bunch of different headlines in uh, on one of the news channels. I was just going through and reading all the different headlines of things going on. And there, there, was, a, there, was, there was a thread throughout of all the stories I was reading that I believe God spoke to me, and then I went to Scripture about it, because there was one word that came to me, and I went to Scripture about it, and looked all these Scriptures up concerning what causes people to live in life with everything on the inside of it. Now, if, if, if every human being has the faith, it's already been dealt to them, yeah. at conception they receive the faith, if that's true then every human being has the potential on the inside to know everything about everything because the one that knows everything about everything is already there through the faith that is there. Now, until you're born again, it's not activated, but the potential is there because God created us that way. You understand? So as I was going through and reading all these headlines and looking at all this, I was seeing one main theme through most of these headlines. And um, I'm going to tell you what that theme is as we read these scriptures. You'll hear it. So <clears throat> I'm going to start out with our two foundation scriptures, in John, one in John 14 uh, and the other in John 16. He said in John 14, 16, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. And we've talked a lot about the helper and how we need help. And we were created. He created us to need his help. And who, who is the helper? The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. But now we know he's not will be in us. He is in us. Everybody say, he's in me. Glory to God. Amen? He's in us. Verse 13 of chapter 16. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. 
Okay, so it's everything I need in life, everything, if I have him, I have everything. I have him, he's in me, and so he will guide me into all truth, he will inside of me. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. If he has to hear, do we have to hear from him? Absolutely. So if he has to hear, he only speaks what he hears, then I need to be training myself to not only speak anything except what I hear from him. If I, if I, want, if I want success, then I've got to be speaking what he speaks, right? Whatever he tells me, that's what I say, because only thing that the Holy Spirit says is what Father says. It's what he said right here, right? So I've got to hear. Whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. He'll reveal to you things that are now and in the future. He'll reveal things to you today and in the future. Everything that you need to know, he will reveal those things. So, I'm going to spend tonight on, on a subject that we've talked t- about at different times. But I'm going to spend some time on this subject because it's, it's so important that we understand this. I'm not saying that this is the exhaustive study on this subject. But it's important to understand what your conscience is. It's vital that you understand your conscience. And because a lot of times, because we people will study only so far in Scripture, we just kind of throw your conscience and your mind and your soul and it's all together. And it's not. And, um, and so tonight, I, I'm, I'm going I'm to talk about it in, in a, in, from about two or three different directions. And so just kind of bear with me as we go through this. Now, you've heard me say this, if you've been around here at all, you've heard me say this through the years, um, even all this year, even in this, during this study, that your conscience is the voice of your spirit. Your, your human spirit and the Holy Spirit, if you're born again, are one. If you're not born again, then your human spirit is, is like a, a deflated balloon. It's there, but there's no activity in it. It's not alive. Only way it can be alive is if it's one with the Holy Spirit. Okay? And it's vital that we understand that because my success in life is hearing from the voice of the Spirit, which is my conscience. Okay? Um, we, we know that we know that the battle in life in every human being is the battle between the soul and the spirit. Now, my soul is my mind, my will, and my emotions. And the battle for the physical body is for the brain, the blood-pumping brain, which has to do with the soul, but it's not the soul. But every, all the knowledge that you've attained in your life goes through your soul, but is lodged in your brain, in the thinking parts of your brain. 
And as we, as we learn to understand that the battle is for what my body does, that's where the battle is. The battle is for, the battle in life is the enemy doesn't want you to walk out a righteous life. You can think about a good righteous life, you can think about doing good things and making correct decisions and all those kind of things, but but what he's after is to confuse you and get you to believe things that you see and hear, right? Right? And the things that you see and hear all the time are constantly having to be put in their place. And if they're not, and if they're not cast aside and cast away, then they become what rules what you do. Okay? So I'm going to give you about five different examples of, of things that we battle with. We battle with fear. In my headlines... In the newspaper, in the in the news agency that I online that I was looking at, in all the headlines, there was one element of fear or another. Right? In the news media, for some reason, I guess fear sells better. It may it sells more money, and so you ever you, you ever notice if you watch a lot of news they'll throw in something really good at the end. You know, they, 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 they defile you all, you know, for, for if you're watching a 15-minute news station, they'll defile you with all these horrible things that, that go on, and then there's just some little bright light. That's the total opposite with God. Yeah. If something bad has to be mentioned, it'll be mentioned in faith. Absolute true. So when, when fear thoughts come, okay, how, how does the battle and the war work? So I get thoughts of fear that come to me. I, so I'm listening, I'm hearing, I'm seeing things. They come to my mind. And what are they trying to do? They're trying to, what fear does is it tries to demobilize you. Tries to shut you down, keep you from doing things that are right. But then there's a voice of truth that we're going to say that our soul and our brain are, say, are connected up here, just for, just for example. And, but down in here, there's another voice, and that voice is your conscience, which is your human spirit and the Holy Spirit. And what the Holy Spirit is here to do, as we just read, is to lead you and guide you into all of everything that is the truth. And so that truth is what will set you free. He said, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. We have all that and the capability of that is already on the inside of us. But if we don't know how to hear his voice, if we don't know the difference in our conscience and our soul or our mind, if we don't know the difference there and how to ascertain what he is trying to get over to us in the moment when fear comes, then we give in to fear. You don't want to and you're trying to walk by faith and you're trying to attempt to do the right thing and you don't want to admit that fear got the best of you, but it did. Anybody fear ever got the best of you? 
I want to see how many honest people we have in here tonight. I want every hand up. I don't even have to ask you. I, I, mean, I mean, I have both hands up. Fear's gotten the best of me at different times. True? Okay. So, so the deal is this. I have the faith to make the right decision every single time, but the key is my ability to hear what the truth is. And, and, and what has to be trained and developed is my ability to know what God would say. What would God say? Now remember, this is my iPad, but this is my Bible. And so what God would say is everything that's in here. That's why we have daily routines and we hear ourselves speaking what the Word says because we have to, in the moment, be able to hear the truth about something that's coming at me. So let's say you're thinking about traveling somewhere and you want to go overseas. Like let's say you, you thinking about traveling to Israel and you want to go to Israel and go overseas. And how, how many have watched the news about Israel lately? Okay, what have you seen? All peace and nothing happened, no. Bombs and... Okay. So your head says, because of what you see, what you're hearing, what you're paying attention to, your head says, well, I can't go to Israel. Oh, my gosh. Well, what... Is that the voice? Is that your conscience telling you what the truth is about that situation? I didn't say you, you shouldn't go. That, that, that maybe, be, maybe it's not the right time for you to go, but you can't be led by how things appear to be. You have to be led by what he says. The Holy Spirit says, I never tell you anything I think. I only tell you what he says. We have to hear from him because all he says is what Father says. So all I need to know is what Father says about a situation. I can't tell you how many trips I've taken to different places where people said, yeah, but you, did you hear this or that? No, I didn't hear it, and all I'm listening to is this, and that's all I need to know. So the safest place you can be is wherever he tells you to be. That's right. Safest. I mean, one of the most dangerous places you could be is downtown Kerrville at 3 o'clock in the morning just because you, you, you decided you were going to go walk through the town. That could be the dangerous place you could be. And the Holy Spirit could have told you, you know what, don't go there. And then somebody attacks you and you say, well, you know, you just never know what could happen to you. No, you shouldn't have been on the stupid street. Yeah. Right? Because he'll tell you what's right. That's what we have to know. In every way, in every situation that we face in life, we have to know what our conscience is saying. Now, I want to I wanna say a a few other things about it, but I want to I read Scripture to kind of prove where I'm going with this. Um, Titus 1.15 says this. I've got about seven passages, which are only like one Scripture each, and I want you to just follow me on these. He said, to the pure, all things are pure. But to those who are defiled and unbelieving... Nothing is pure. But even their mind, everybody say mind, and their conscience, so mind and conscience aren't the same thing. He said their mind and their conscience are defiled. 
So my conscience can get defiled? Absolutely. You know why? Because defilement has access not to my spirit man, but to my conscious thinking. And yet, yet, the, the Holy Spirit that I'm one with is always speaking to my spirit. There's no contamination in my, in my spirit because God won't share that with the devil in any way, shape, or form. Right. But it can contaminate my conscious thinking to where when fear comes to my mind, my conscience is like just void because I'm not listening to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to me, I'm giving in only to what I see and hear in my natural mind, to the natural circumstance. Did you hear me? Yeah. So I'm going to read that again. So he said, he said, to the pure, all things are pure. So um, where am I? oh, there it is. So th these are, these are uh, this word pure you're going to like this because I've got some really good definitions of this word in Scripture. But this word, synonyms of this word from the Bible are these. These are some of them. Clean. Clear. Good. When something is pure, it's clean, it's clear, and it's good. Okay? Keep that as we go on. In Acts 24 and verse 16, Paul says this, This being so, I myself always strive, always strive to have a conscience without offense toward God and man. When I was looking at all the headlines in the news channel, that was the word that came to me. All the offenses that people had against other people. From politics to, um, you know, somebody that, one person that agreed or disagreed with the military. Um, somebody that agreed or disagreed with uh, how one state believes on a specific issue or whatever. And, and, and I, I was reading the headlines, and then I would just go to the stories and read them a little bit because I was working on something. And in every story, there was this person offended with this person because they didn't do something the way this one did. Listen to me. In, in all these headlines that have to do with our society, when Paul said, I work, I work overtime to make sure that my conscience is free from offense. Why? Because I've got to hear him to know how to deal with the fear that comes against me. I've got to know him when, when there are lies being spoken or something's being spoken or said. I've got to be able to hear him because he will reveal to me what the truth is in the moment. Yeah, that's right. I have to hear him. Amen. So I have to work overtime to make sure that my conscience stays free from offenses. Yeah. Remember that. Pure 
or defiled. Here's the definition of, this is one of the biblical definitions of the word defiled. When a person is defiled in their conscience, not their bodies, but in their conscience, they're contaminated with offenses. Contaminated with offenses. That causes defilement in your conscience. Now, I'm going to prove this to you in about five passages of Scripture right here. And before I do that, so as I was looking at the word pure, this Scripture came up. I want to read this to you. Revelation 21 and verse 18. This is a description of the new Jerusalem of heaven. The construction of its wall was of jasper, and the city was pure gold like clear glass. Pure gold like clear glass. Verse 21. The 12 gates with, were 12 pearls, each individual gate was of one pearl. I just read that because that just blows your mind. You know what a little pearl looks like, right? But these are gates that are just one pearl. Massive gates. And the street of the city was pure gold like transparent glass. The street of the New Jerusalem was pure gold that you could see through. Have you ever seen gold you could see through? That word pure there is the same word pure that we read in Titus 1.15. To the pure, all things are pure. But to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. But even their mind and conscience are defiled. Why? Because they're contaminated with offenses. Yeah. Now, another word for the word pure is, is clean. And there's, there's clean on the outside, and there's clean on the inside. How many clean freaks do we have in here tonight? Raise your hand if you're a clean freak. So I'm just going to tell you this. Get as clean as you can, and then just let it go. Okay? If I had pure glass sitting right here, and we sprayed it down with, I mean, with the most, you know, technological type of spray that you could put on that glass. By the time I pr finished preaching, there'd be more dust. Right? You're never going to get it clean. Just take a break. Take a deep breath. Do what you can do, and then take a huge breath. And spend more of your time understanding what it is to be clean internally. You know the scripture that says, be holy as I am holy? We can be clean internally 
if we have his word and his spirit that are cleaning us, purifying us, and ridding us of offenses. And when your body, what, what did Paul say? Paul said in that, in that uh, the Acts passage, he said, this, thing, this being so, I myself always strive to have a conscience without offense toward God or man. What does that mean? What I'm striving for is, I mean, a really clean internal man. Hmm? You can take a shower and in 10 minutes you can be sweaty. So what do you do, take another shower? No, you just put some deodorant on. Cover it up a little bit of that sweat or whatever you got to do, right? I mean, you do whatever you got to do. But, I mean, don't do that for five days, you know? I mean, take a shower, do the best you can. But I'm just telling you, at the end of the day, you're not going to be perfectly clean. But we can be internally. We can be eternally. I'm just telling you tonight, (laughs) you're looking at an offense-free man. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. And what it takes is my ability to develop my my awareness of what the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to me in those moments when things in the natural are saying something else to my brain, to my soul, to my head. Bring every thought captive. How do you do that? Only way you can do that is to have the word of the Lord from the Holy Spirit that he's already gotten from the Father. Listen, the word for you is already there before you need it. And he's got it all from the Father because he said he did. And so when I need the truth about something in the moment... I've got to listen and develop that ability to hear in my conscience to know that I'm going to believe what he said and not the way something appears to be. But you'll never do it. I was thinking that when I was looking at all those those news articles. I was going over all those news articles thinking, how, how, how are any of these people going to hear God and know what God is saying to them when they're all inoffensive. They're all offended with one another. Offended with them. They're fin- Most people are offended with people they don't even know. Yeah. Why? Because one guy that's part of his party or her party, you know, politically, I'm just talking politically, part of their party, and so they believe this, and they believe those people are so mean and bad, and they've done all these bad things. And how do you know that? You don't even know. And so you take up an offense of someone else because, you know, I mean, man, they're that political party and surely they're telling the truth. No. No. You can't believe that because if it got to the news, how many people did it go through to get to the news? (laughs) So maybe even the person that told the story didn't, that's not even what's printed. 
and we're believing all that mess and spend more time watching that mess than listening to this, we have to develop this. Here's our answers. Here's our answer to a, an offense-free life where nobody, nobody can penetrate us. Nobody can defile our conscience because I, I give it no place. No place whatsoever when these thoughts come, when lies come. You know, one of the greatest, one of the greatest tools of offense is gossip. One of the greatest tools that the enemy uses of offense is gossip, talking about other people. It, it's, it's destructive. And, but I'm, I'm seeing it, you know, I'm seeing it in a, in a whole new way, especially in the last few years, because of my prayer life. My prayer life has increased and changed so much over the last three or four years that I view people now like that. I'm not critical of people. They just don't see what they need to see. See, and so, so what I'm realizing is, you know, I mean, by, by the end of this, this next decade, uh, there may not be enough hours in the day to do anything except pray. <laughs> that's that's kind of the way I'm looking at it. I mean, it's like, why would I, I mean, Paul said, I can't not pray for you. So when you see somebody and they're acting a certain way, they're only, the only avenue for their deliverance is for somebody to be speaking some word over their life so their eyes can be opened up to see so they can make a choice and a decision to make the change. Not look at that, like I'm going over those headlines and looking all at, wow, that bunch of dogs, you know, look at all of them. All I'm doing, all I'm doing is now I'm offended with all the people offended. Yeah. That, what's that going to produce? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. You have to believe for people. You have to believe for their best. They'd be delivered and set free. Can you say amen? amen. So that, that transparent gold, that pure gold, is the purity that we have on the inside of us that God just wants us to be cleaning and shining every day. I mean, just keep shining. Just keep cleaning it. Think about it. Streets like that. Some people freaked out when somebody buys a $300 gold ring. I mean, think of the person that's freaked out if somebody buys a too expensive gold ring. What are they going to do when they get to heaven when we don't even know the quality of that gold? There's, no, there's, no, there's nothing in the natural to even identify what that gold is even like. Wow, look at those streets. They're gonna, they won't have a say-so. <laughs> right? And, and, and you know what? That purity is what's inside of you and I, and that's what God wants you shining. And you do that by developing your ability to hear the voice of the Spirit of God that's affecting your conscience so that your unrenewed mind is being renewed and not ruling what you do. You choose, you and I choose to take up an offense of another person. We choose to do that. We, it's, it's presented to us and we choose that. And don't be critical of people that take other people's offenses. Pray for them. Believe God for them. Their eyes be opened up to see. Don't be critical about that. 
Oh, if you're critical, then all you're doing is just heaping more coals on that. Yeah, you see what they're doing. Yeah, but make sure you're guarding your own heart and making sure that you're not doing that and just being critical because it's something that's close to home or something. We don't want to be that way. We don't have to be those kind of people. We can be people that live higher than any of those kind of things because that's where God lives. He is an offense-free God. That's right. Wherever he is, that's where I am. How about you? Amen? We're just going to live our lives just like him. Amen? And so that pure, that pure gold, that, the purity of our internal condition is the key to our success so that we can hear and then do what he tells us to do. A couple other verses. Um, 1 Timothy 1.5. Now the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart from a good conscience, that's that, that the, the, the word pure here is a derivative of that, of, of the, the word good, but the word good there is the same word pure as in um, Titus 1.15 and the word pure in Revelation 21. So he said, love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from sincere faith, from which some having strayed from, in other words, they were doing it and then they strayed, have turned aside to gossip, yeah. idle talk. Number one key of the enemy. Why? Because those are words, right? By your words are you justified, by your words are you condemned. It's the words that the idle talk. And, and why are people talking idly? Because all they're meditating on is what someone else is saying what people appear to be doing, the way it looks to be, but yet the spirit of truth inside of you will tell you what the truth is about a situation. You know how many times that you and I have missed it where we were moved by what we saw, spirit of truth was there ready to tell us what the real truth was, but we didn't listen to him and we went with what we saw and how we felt and it deceived us and kept us from being able to hear from him because he'll tell you what the truth is every single time. That's right. And I'm just, I'm just here to tell you that most of the time when you're believing and being offended about what someone else is doing, you don't know all the truth. Yeah. But he does. That's why you need to spend more and more and more and more and more time developing your ability to hear the voice of your spirit. Not your head. Can you say amen? And, I, and, and, and then this verse in, um, in the ni- 19th verse of 1 Timothy 1, he literally says the same thing. Having faith and a good conscience, or a pure conscience, so it's a developed, it's a shined up conscience, a conscience that's been worked on and developed, which some having rejected concerning the faith have suffered shipwreck. So, so what he's saying is, the difference is, that there's a difference between a pure conscience and a defiled conscience. And a defiled conscience is one that is contaminated with offenses. Right. And, and, and I can get set free of that by allowing the truth to renew my mind and liberate me so that I'm not listening to unrenewed parts of even my conscience or my mind, but I'm listening to the voice of the Spirit. He's beginning to tell me, and I'm becoming more accustomed to what he's saying 
than what my head is saying. Because what you see and what you hear most of the time will lie to you. Most of the time. Just think about that. Like the song that we sang tonight. With him, I can do everything. Isn't that what it said? In the way it said it? Huh? I have everything. With him, I have everything. So if I have everything with him, why would I want anything else? Why would I want to spend time? Listen, inside of you, you know, you know on, on, on the heart of every person is written the laws and the ways and the word of God. It's there. It's part of us because we've been dealt that measure of faith. And when you do something that's not right, when you say something that is not right, you just know it. You know it, you know it. And the more you pay attention to that, that's developing your conscience and you're becoming more accustomed to paying attention to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying instead of how it appears to be. Because it'll deceive you every single time. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you today, it will deceive you every single time. What I constantly am doing is going back and saying, did I make that decision or am I looking at this based on what I see and how I feel or am I basing it on what he's telling me? Now, what I see and how I feel, you know, it may line up with what he says, but I can't just say, ah, it's good enough. No, no, I got to know and you have to know and we have to know because the more we know and the more we're trained to know, the more not only do we live in a higher place, we help other people live in a higher place, and we begin to pray for people to live in that higher place and be able to see clearly in their lives. Can you say amen to that? 1 Timothy 3, 9, Paul says, holding the mystery of the faith, holding the mystery of the faith with a pure conscience. Holding the mystery of what faith in God is with a pure conscience. Say this after me. Faith Faith. is a mystery. It is. But we have the mystery revealed when we hear the voice of the Spirit of God. When we're listening to God and we're developing this pure conscience and we're renewing ourselves and being delivered of a defiled conscience. 2 Timothy 1.3. This one and one more. I just want you to see these verses of Scripture so you can go look at them and study them. I thank God, 2 Timothy 1.3, I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience. Man. As my forefathers did. As without ceasing, I remember you in my prayers night and day. He said, I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience. A defiled free conscience. An offense free conscience. Right? Not a conscience that's contaminated with offenses, but one that is free of offense in every way. In Matthew 6 and 23, and I'm going to read this out of the Amplified. Matthew 6, 23. But if your eye is unsound, 
your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the very light in you, your conscience, is darkened, then the question is, how dense or how deep is that darkness? There's a major question here. And tonight I'm leaving you with this thought. And I'm leaving you with this in your thinking. That when my conscience is darkened, my whole body is affected by it. If, if you may not do this, I've, I've done this through the years in my born-again life where I've written things down that trouble me. I'll make a list of things, and, you know, why does this trouble me? Um, the other day, something troubled me. I was telling my wife, you know, I, I woke up this morning, and I just felt troubled. And, um, and, and then as, as the trouble didn't leave... I started feeling aches in my body. And uh, the Holy Spirit said, I heard the Holy Spirit say, why haven't you taken authority over this? Remember, the, the Holy Spirit's not the doer. He's not going to get rid of it. Yeah. No, but now he's here to help me how to get rid of it. Yeah. As I begin to take authority over it, then he began to show me it's not just about voicing it, it's what you do with it and how your actions follow. Because... Because what he said right here is, in this, in this uh, 23rd verse, if then the very light in you, your conscience, is darkened. In other words, if I hadn't listened to the Holy Spirit, where could that have ended up at the end of the day? And, and I know God, I'm born again, I know the word, I preach to you, I, I'm a doer of the word, all those kind of things. But if I would have given in to that... Could it have affected my body? Could I have been like in bed that night, you know, not feeling well and in pain and all these other kind of things? Could I have? It says it affects your whole body. See, so the light that is in me is the Holy Spirit. It's not my human spirit. My human spirit didn't become lit up, right, until the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ came alive on the inside of me when I accepted him as Savior. He's, my, he's the light, but he said... In your conscience, see, the, the Holy Spirit is not my conscience, okay? My conscience is, is what the Holy Spirit uses to renew my mind and affect my mind so that it's my conscience that leads my body, the decisions I make from what He says and not just what my eyes and my ears tell me. You see? Because it'll affect your whole body. So in those moments, I've got to say, no, I'm not tolerating this. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, why don't you take authority over that? Well, I just didn't feel like it. I'm going to bed. No. No, right then. I mean, that's what you can do. You can give in, lay down, take it, and those kind of things. Or you rise up. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for what Jesus accomplished. You realize when you declare the word, you don't get well because of what you did. You get well because of what you did that he already did. (laughs) Did you hear me? Well, I rose up and I'm healed today because of my faith. Yeah, my faith in him, 
He's the one that delivered me. But we can be excited about that. There's no false humility in that. It's just realizing, wow, he's already done it. So when I just take what he said, he said, why haven't you taken authority over that? So what did I do? Took authority over it. Huh? A couple hours later, not only did that feeling leave, when the feeling left, whatever symptoms were attacking my body left. Because see, how you feel and how something appears to be is not the truth. He's the truth. Whatever he says is so. And that's what I have to hear. And, and see, that's why, that's why I'm just saying, and I'm not being judgmental, I'm just saying. I, I, I mean, I'm on the phone all the time with people and different ones that I know that, that are born again people and, and all these kind of things, but, but they don't believe in the authority that they have from him. Okay, And when people don't believe in the authority that they have from him, then they're waiting on him to do what he's already done. And there's the difference. But someone's not going to get it just because they hear one message, and they're not going to get it just because someone else has it. They're going to get it because they believe in what they're hearing I don't totally understand that, but I'm going to do what Pastor says right here, and the next time that situation happens, I'm going to listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to me, because He'll speak to you in ways that in the natural you would never think He could get something over to you. Because nine and a half times out of ten, it's not going to be an audible voice. Maybe. He does whatever He wants, but but he, He speaks from that still small voice from within, from your conscience. So the Holy Spirit tells my spirit, you know what? Let's tell the brain we're not doing this today. We're not giving in to this thing. We're not bowing our knee to this thing. And and when you begin to see that you have the authority because he gave you the authority, then it's not this labor and this yelling, screaming, spitting kind of thing. It's just we're taking authority and we're moving on. And that means putting some action to your faith that you're putting in him, and the more action you put to it, the more results you'll begin to see. And the more we hear, you you realize when you're walking something out, you know that God will always reveal to you things during the time you're walking something out that he would have never revealed to you when you're just sitting there waiting for him to do it. Don't forget that. Those are some of my greatest times when I'm walking out, when I don't feel like it, when I hurt, when something's, you know, not exactly right, when I'm frustrated or whatever, but I'm still doing his word. That's when things come to me. Revelation will come in those times like I've never had before. And that's what I'm expecting for you. So the question is, how deep is the darkness? I'm telling you tonight that... No matter how deep the darkness is, the light destroys the darkness. Amen. Amen. I'm giving place to the light all the time, every day. And where is the light? The, the light manifests in me. See, the light is in me. The Holy Spirit is the light, and he's in me. But when I begin to declare what he says is so, when I speak it out of my mouth, that begins to illuminate every part of me. And it begins to illuminate all kinds of things around us that, that are 
you know, that are in darkness, that are kind of like bathed in darkness. There's darkness everywhere. All, all the headlines that I read, all the people in the stories that I read, it was just examples God was trying to show me how many people are so confused out there and so offended with so many situations. Yeah. I can just take my iPad to that news station. <laughs> I mean... I can really do that, and it really works. Yeah. Father, all those people that I read those headlines today, all the people involved in these differences and these offenses in the political world and all these other things, Lord, I just thank you for giving them a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, that the eyes of their understanding are open and enlightened. Listen to me. I don't know how, but every time that I pray every day, and I don't miss a day for you, for you, for you. I don't miss a day. But when I pray, it's like I'm beginning to be able to see every person I pray for. And it doesn't take me five hours. It, it could, you know, over time. But it doesn't take five hours to do it. It doesn't even take an hour to do it. And as I'm praying this, it's like inside of me I can see that things are being lifted off of people, people are being liberated and free how can you not pray you know what I'm saying and, 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 it, and I feel like it, 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 it's shining that internal piece of glass that internal gold nugget <laughs> on the inside it's shining it and making it brighter and brighter and brighter I'm just telling you today, I don't care how deep the darkness is, and we've all had some deep, dark areas of our life, the light is exposing the darkness today and every day. Can you say amen to that? We don't have to stay offended and defiled people. We are operating and serving God with a pure conscience. Amen? That's hearing God and doing what God says. Can you say amen?